I'd like to welcome you guys to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Knight. Here we will discuss competition hunts, pleasure hunts, and anything else dealing with the hunting dog. It is our sole purpose to bring awareness to preserve the sport of hunting with dogs. Without further ado, let's collar our dogs and send them on through the country. Today's word comes from Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in to him and will have supper with him and he with me. Revelation 3.20. Today on the Hunting Dog Public Podcast, we got our very own Mr. Cody Moreland. Cody? Talk to us a little bit. Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm living a dream, man. Wanted to call you and talk to you a little bit about the your, your big weekend. Let's uh, let's give it give us a rundown of what happened there. Man, I'm on top of the world. We went to the world hunt, the UMCA, this year at Hayes, Arkansas. I took my little dog. He is three year old, and I joked around with several people. Said I was going to win it, and I was joking, but I wasn't. I wasn't trying to be cocky, but I, I felt like I had a good shot. And the stars and moon aligned, and man, we, we got through by the skin of our teeth. Well, you and I have talked a million times about that little old dog, and uh, he never ceases to amaze me. He's uh, he's going to keep you in it every single time. He's going to give you everything he's got every single time. It don't make a darn if you're pleasure hunting or in a you know a million dollar cast he's gone he's gonna do the exact same thing he's going to get under a squirrel somewhere in this world you know i I do believe that he always gives me a chance now that that chance might be me having to walk the cast in his direction a good piece because he went to find one but i always feel like i got a shot well, it just, it, it's so much more comforting knowing that you're cutting a dog loose that's going to get under a squirrel, or you feel like every tree he makes is going to have a squirrel in it. I mean, and that, you know, you got a shot. So, you know, if you're going to these hunts or going, you know, pleasure hunting, you're not going to haul a dog to the woods and walk around sometimes 10, 11 miles. I mean, I don't remember what we did that day or those that weekend we went to Lee and them's down there, but... Who in their right mind would walk 25 miles and not expect to see a squirrel? <laughs> well, I get it. Now, I'll say this. It don't always happen. But if I can get on that scorecard, I 100% believe that it's plussed up. That's you right. It doesn't always happen. But I'm not walking to the tree thinking ah, he might or might not have it. I'm thinking if he's here, he's he's got it. Now, sometimes it's a little bit out of your footsteps and sometimes there's a little bit inside your footsteps. Well, you've hunted him enough to know, you've hunted him enough to know, well, he's not right or this and that, but nine times out of 10, he's not going to not be right at some point. He's not treeing to be treeing. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I've told people that a lot of dogs just like to tree. He doesn't. He trees because there's, the squirrels up there. He don't. He's not running through the woods. It's like you know what? I've been along enough. I think I might. I enjoy treeing. 
I know they want me to tree. I think I missed my stop here. No. <laughs> Matter of fact, he would rather not tree. He trees because there's game in that tree or was in that tree or whatever you want to call it. That's right. So. And that's, uh, yes. And that, again, he's uh, as nice as anything's going. He, uh, you said he was three? Yes, sir. September the 28th, he turned three years old. And he yep. li- and he lives inside. Oh, he's a hundred percent a house dog. He he might as well be my kid. We uh we got him for my kids for Christmas actually. And ironically enough, I got put us with him for a reason. God, uh, he's the only dog I could find, and uh, it's my anniversary. He was one of my anniversaries. So it's uh multiple things that line up there. I'm truly blessed. I, I don't, I'm not taking credit for anything he's done. He, I take him to the woods. He gives me a signal to tree him. He, he's got a certain cadence and stuff such as that. All I know is, is I've got to be smart enough to stay out of trouble myself. But all I do is haul him to the woods, man. We, we go hunt. He tells me what to do. I do it. I let him speak for himself. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't want to take credit for anything. That's right. That's right. And he, he, like I said, he's done well. Well, let's get into this uh, this uh, UMCA world hunt that you went and partaked in this weekend. And uh, tell us about who you drew out with the first cast, or you know, if you, you know, how you got there and so, stuff. So we roll up Saturday morning. There's a bunch of dogs there, and I took enough clothes. I wasn't trying to be cocky, but just in case, I told myself, trying not to jinx myself, that it was in case I fell in a water hole between the round one and round two or something like that. But I have intentions, if those are more dogs, to have me extra change of clothes. That was the intentions, but I wouldn't try to jinx myself. But, no, I get it. I mean, be confident, man. Go there to haul, you uh, know. But we, I show up and... The LBK guys let me crash at their place for a few hours Saturday morning, get me a nap in, and then when we woke up, man, it was terribly windy and about 35 degrees. It was some of the worst conditions besides probably the the, the other time we was there when it was the ice, all that ice. That's right. 22, 2022 World Hunt over there. Mm-hmm. It was probably about the worst conditions I've hunted in in a competition hunt since then. But it was gusting 20-something miles an hour, 35 degrees, overcast. It was just not a great day to squirrel hunt. That being said, you got a world hunt. Somebody's got to win, somebody's got to lose. So That's right, and and you're exactly right. You know, that's a uh, that's tough conditions, man. Any any time that you're, the wind is, I mean, it's 28 degrees or whatever. I don't know. That's what it was here in Mississippi. So, whatever you were north of, of us, so I mean, it's probably colder. But good lord, that wind would cut you in half. It would about blow the truck off the side of the road. You'd be sitting in a truck and it would be moving when I was driving up there that night. Uh, I, and, and I will say this, you never know, you, you, you put all 32 dogs in the hat and you shake them up and I might not make the top 10. You, you, you just never know. But I do believe that that gives me the benefit with the, with the bad 
conditions, I, I believe that benefits me because my dog is willing to go find one. And I feel like, you know, if he can go give me a shot to find one squirrel, everybody else is circling up, then nine out of ten times, I'm going to get through the round. That's right. We always get the chance or not. But he, I do believe that the bad conditions helps him. Now, he'll tree them when, when they're down everywhere, but so will every other dog on the cast. I believe that when it's when they're not down, that 100% helps me or helps him. I guess us, if that's if you will. But anyways, it was worst conditions possible. We drew out. Uh, at the beginning of the hunt, they told us that it was going to be four rounds. Um, I was going to hunt three on Saturday. And then the finalist was going to hunt Sunday morning. That way, the whoever made it in the finals, their dogs had a fresh set of legs, which I was for. Man, if if you go to a world hunt and you fight through three casts on a terrible day, asking one to go a fourth round is tough. Ain't I mean, no doubt I, about it. I walked 14 and a half miles on Saturday. My dog probably went 25 plus. That's right. And, and that's three rounds. So if we'd have went another round, I mean, asking the dog to go, and I understand there's deer dogs and and all that that run bunches of miles. But to ask a squirrel dog to run and tree and stay tree after they've been 25, just say ballpark 25 miles in a day, and ask them to go again, you're probably not seeing the best of each dog. So they said we was going to turn loose on Sunday morning to find us. And I was like, man, that's good. If I make it there, good. Some people wouldn't have to do that. You know, I know several people had obligations on Sunday, and they were already kind of mentioning around, maybe get people to handle them. But long story short, we drew out with Bob Osborne and their sugar dog, Chris Spruill, with Action Jack. Oh, whoa, whoa, back up. Double boom. Double boom. Chris right. Spruill, double boom. That was our first cast. We went and turned them loose. And I could tell when we walked them into this patch of woods, Gunner smelt something, and he had that nose up in the air. And I was like, man, this probably ain't going to be good. And we turn him loose, and he takes off through there about 40 yards, and he just locks him up. He comes left-handed. I turn him loose as far to the right because there was a bigger patch of woods to the right and it was to the left. I looked at the garment. There was a field to the left. I, I tend to want my dog not to get to the field across the field. I cut him right-handed, and he comes left. Exactly what I didn't want to happen. And the other dogs were mud-holing. And I could see him working left to right. Back left, back right, with his head in the air. And he's winding, and he's starting opening on the tree. Now, I know there's not a stationary in the UMCA, but people don't understand that. But anyway, there's not stationary. So I was trying to let him calm down and, and settle in. And he starts barking. He barks every 25 seconds or so. He gets down, and he moves. And I can see him working the wind. Like, he knew it was in that area. He just didn't know exactly where. He checks a tree. He comes back. He barks for 20 seconds. And all while this is going on, the other dogs are in sight, but holding to. They're not, a, not the same tree, but they're... 50, 60 yards apart. They're all trying to figure out where this squirrel is. But, uh, 
then he gets down, he checks again, he comes back. He done that like two or three times. And that last time, he kind of locked down, and I thought, well, we're here. And this is probably, I mean, this is all within the first three to five minutes of cast. Hmm. I look at Bob, and I look at Chris, and I'm like, man, I don't really want to do this, but he's not going to leave this. And uh, anyways, I treat probably dumb, but I treat And 30 seconds in, he gets down and goes and checks it. And probably under his foot. Take a minus, and he comes back to the exact same time. Starts again. And I was like, look, can we just maybe walk a little piece away from this tree? I was like, yeah, we ease up. I don't know, 60 yards or so, and Boone's sitting over here, comes trees left-handed. Trees Boone, Boone stays there for two minutes, Gunner's still locked down. He goes ahead and locks down the tr- original tree I treated him on. And uh, we get Boone handled, search Boone's tree. Boone has uh, a certain tree. Three minutes into search time. Gunner's still sitting over at 65 yards. We're pulling vines and beating trees and everything we can do. Trying to find Boone Squirrel. Gunner's sitting over just hammering at 70 yards. If that, I said, Bob, I said, there's two minutes left to go on his search time on the tree gunner. That way I can walk over there and handle him whenever search time. So that happened. Uh, Boone circles up. Go over there, gunner circles up on this tree that he originally took a minus on when I retreat him in. Um, so we're sitting at gunner's got a hundred minus, hundred circle, but he's a hundred circle, sugar still honey. Mm, that's a tough break. It's always tough to take a hundred pump, you know, right out the gate, but you know, you just don't know. And I don't, I didn't, and I'm gonna be honest, I was a little bit deflated. Um, I'm thinking, man, I come over here with intentions of winning in terrible conditions, and then I take a 100 pump out the gate. First three minutes of the entire hunt. I'll promise you this. I wouldn't have bought odds on winning that cast, much less the entire hunt at that moment. But <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have bought a million to one odds. I mean, it was, it was, I was not really enthused about it. But that being said, we cut them after I circled up. And he left out uh, there like his butt was on fire, and he got through the country and five, six hundred yards. He come three, and I, I like that. He, he was giving me all the come on, and I trim in, and we head to him, and uh, we get over there, and he's got a squirrel, but we go back to even hundred plus a hundred circle. You know, with, with that 100 plus, 100 minus, that would make the score even with 100 circles what I've got. That's right. So now you tied with Boone. Yep. I'm tied with Boone and Sugar's still hunting. Well, we ended up, Sugar got treed. We get over there, she's got a big old holler, doty tree. Um, beat on it and beat on it and beat on it. Bob couldn't, we couldn't produce a squirrel. So, Gunner goes back to his because the squirrel bailed out. The squirrel bailed out. And 
I had walked him and turned him loose towards his back, but the 400 yards towards Sugar, and he circled around and went back to the same tree. I knew he was on the same tree, but <clears throat> I left him treed. Is this a warning? The first one's a warning from the UMCA. So after we checked Sugar's tree, he's still sitting there treed and didn't come in to it, so he was handled. So I'm thinking, I'm going to leash lock him, get him back over here next to Gunner, and then we're going to cut on some meat. New fresh woods. That was what I was thinking. So I, I treat him. We get over there at the same tree. Because, like I said, he saw it bail out. But we walk him and we cut him. And then dogs go for a ride. I mean, they go 600, 700 yards. I get over there and they get them all mud holing again. We couldn't, I don't know, there's a bunch of slews. It was just a terrible day. They wouldn't want to do nothing. Gunner covered a bunch of land. He kept mud holing in a spot, and Boone was in there in the same location, but mud holing, and Sugar was kind of mud holing. And we said, Look, they're over here, and it could possibly get across this slough, and we really didn't want to go just deep. Let's call a timeout, send all the dogs, walk them up here a little piece, and cut them loose back where we felt like was a better spot to hunt. So we did that. We cut them loose with about 25, 30 minutes left to go in the cast. Gunner heads out through there and Boone heads out through there. And Gunner turns back and he works. And I see him come by me. And I Then he comes back by me again. Like he's working. He just can't find nothing. Boone decides he's going to go like eight or nine tenths of a mile. He gets out of pocket. Sugar's still working in the area. And I see him a few times, and Gunner comes up to me. I ain't gonna say this to me. He comes by, he gets over here smelling around this little cane thicket, kind of glances over at me, and he sees me looking at him, and he decides he's on tree. <laughs> <laughs> and there's 15 minutes left to go in the hunt, and I've left him treed for four, 14 minutes. I've seen Sugar work by him two or three times, and Bob, me and Bob and Chris sitting there talking. And, you know, how much pressure it is to try to stay treed when you got another dog kind of working by around you and, and stuff like that. And I don't want to have a hole in the leaf just sitting there kicking leaves because I'm nervous. I know we're all tied. And I asked them, I said, the tiebreaker is 100 plus is the first tiebreaker. Most first place The most plus first three is the first tiebreaker, second tiebreaker is minus, least minus, third tiebreaker is circle. So we was all tied up circle points, and I had the most first place plus. Right, so you're I the only one that's treated a squirrel, correct? Yeah, I'm the only one that's treated a squirrel, but, but with the situation of us all being a hunter circle, I was asking, making sure before I treat him. That's right. Was, was I going to win if I didn't treat him? And they was like, yes. And nobody else gets on the scorecard, you're winning. So I just left him treed when there was no stationary. He was at 34.1 yards. I sat there and we looked at him. And I'm going to tell you, watching a dog tree for 15 minutes is not ideal when you know it's a cold tree. And anyways, Sugar decides she's going to tree with him. They're 15 feet away, like a minute left to go on the hunt. She barked three times by tree gunner. And I left him on the tree for a minute. Then I walked over and handled him because the hunt was over with. We searched tree, couldn't find it, but I got through that cast with 200 circle, 100 minus, 100 plus. And 
I was very thankful. Ain't no doubt, because, I mean, had you took second tree, then mm-hmm. then that doesn't that do was, you any good. You know, after I sat there and watched him tree for 14 minutes at 34 yards, then he's sitting over like, Daddy, come tie me. <laughs> <laughs> and he, I just, I, this is what's going through my head. Oh, he's yeah. saying, come get me, come get me. And I'm like, well, you know, and I'm sitting there trying to telepathically talk to him. Son, just stay there. You'll be okay. <laughs> no, I We're get doing it. the best we can do at the situation because if I tree you and you decide at a minute and 58 seconds you can leave, then we don't go advance. That's so, it. It's over with. But uh, we get through that round and we get back. Man, I was cold. It was all cold. And uh, we get back up there to the clubhouse. And I've played a few games with a few people, but some of my buddies, I like Brandon come walking up. I said, you doing good? Yeah, we treat two, three squirrels. I was like, that thing. He's like, yeah. I said, he said, how'd you do? I said, well, I took a minus. He said, dead gum. I said, yeah. He said, well, who won y'all's cast? I said, I did. He said, you sucker, you told me you took a minus. I said, I did. I said, but I treat squirrel too. He said, you don't have to play. But we, uh, we got in there and got drew out again. And I drew out with Asher and Dwight. Is it it's Dwayne? Dwayne Knight. Yeah, he was handling yeah, Asher. There we go. And uh, uh, tell me the guy's name. That owns it. I know his name. I was, it's slipping my mind. Chant? Is it? Uh, who'd you? Uh, who? Who? Is who owns Asher? What's his name? Chant. Oh, uh, oh shoot! I know his name. I cannot think of it. That gummit. Me neither. I talked to him but, like I know, and I mean, I know it like I know my own name. Yeah. Anyways, he was there, and uh, but Dwight, uh, Dwayne was hunting Asher, and That's then we right. had Brandon was hunting. Is her name Bonnie? Yeah, Bonnie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bonnie. He just got Bonnie a couple months ago, or maybe not even that long. But we go in there and. D. Patton is the non-hunting judge. And uh, we go hunting, and we go around there. It's about eight-tenths from the highway. And you wouldn't think that eight-tenths from the highway, you'd be able to notice a bunch of road noise. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought about it, but my dog's pitch sounds somewhat similar to the wow, 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 wow of the of a 18 wheelers going down through there, and I don't. You think it was peak season over there as many 18 wheelers they got over in Arkansas? Good lord, there's some 18 wheelers on the highway. Over there. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, it was like, I ain't never seen so many 18 wheelers in my life. They gotta be smuggling drugs or something over there, but uh, anyway, they uh, we got over there, it turned loose. Bonnie starts making noise ahead of us. Uh, man, these trees are terrible. Which, like I said, it, it's even worse hunting probably than that one. And it's still cold and it's still windy and it's mid, getting to be probably 10, 11. Man, well, probably 11, mostly 11. And uh, he goes in there and gets treated. And everybody knows in the competition side how, how important it is to be on the scorecard first. 
Brandon jumped on her, and we got in there. I guess the tree was a little too cold. She didn't like it. She moved a little bit, just I mean, barely outside of her step, checking checking trees. Kind of the same thing that happened to Gunner. And uh, checking trees, and then end up, I think, coming back. But she just got a little too far. She took a clear pump out the gate. And so when I saw that happen, I knew Asher was right handed, Gunner was right handed, and I said, man, I'm gonna get away from Bonnie because she she's got something in here that uh, she likes. And I'm like, look, my dog is direction five six hundred yards. We start splitting something, and Ashley was over there, and I said, we split it different. Get headed over, there, and I can hear Gunner tree. I can hear Ashley making noise, but end up I got Gunner on the card. Uh, got in there, and he had a circle tree. Big old, man, it was mine. They were probably one of the baddest looking trees I treated on all week. And I could not resist a squirrel. But it was fine. Every tree around it, nest, and everything else. End up getting back over at home, sitting in a hunter circle. Uh, Ashes at zero. Bonnie at the hunter pump. Brent retreated Bonnie back in. And, uh, oh, uh, uh, we get over there and Bonnie circles up. So Bonnie's at 100 minus 100 circle. Asher's found the card. Gunner's at 100 circle. When we turn the loose, Gunner decides he's going to go find him something. In just a couple of minutes, he's treated at 0.68. And right. Yeah, yeah, right handed. This is our cast, you know. And, uh, Bonnie ends up making some noise ahead of us again, and it man, it it was just old tracks. I don't know if I else to say it. I mean, she's a younger dog. I think she just turned two. Just turned two. Yeah, I think she turned two that day. I, well, actually, I think I think he missed the puppy hunt by two days. Yeah, that's sure what did. I was thinking. I, I think was thinking that same thing. It was like two years and two or three days old. But uh, anyways, yeah, I mean, this is what it is. And she was wanting to be sure and check herself. And she got down on the ground. She didn't leave the search area, but she got on the ground. And they put the 15 on her. I don't know, man. This is a tough situation. I, I hate it for Brandon. I can tell Brandon was disgusted. Hey, Brandon packs his dog. Brandon's a top-notch handler. He just, uh, the, the bad conditions make young dogs not know, you know, they're not as confident. Uh, I guess that's one of the things about a senior dog is normally they're more confident. Cha-ching? Yeah, that was an accident. Because uh, oh. I've, been, I've been putting that, uh, I've been putting, putting you know, hitting that mute or whatever so you can't hear. No. Brandon Lowry is a top-notch handler and a top-notch dog guy. I 100% believe it's just, like I said, terrible conditions, and the dogs could smell a squirrel, but it wasn't hot enough to be confident. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And uh, uh, it's a, it was a tough break. So Brandon said, you know what? My dog, my dog, I'm just going to get out y'all's way. And he went ahead and withdrew, and uh, he got on out of there. Super competitor. He, he's competitive enough that he said, you know what, if I ain't going to be in it, 
and get out of jail the way and let y'all compete. So, I, you know, I, I was like, you know, I appreciate it. And I, I hated it because I, I talked to Brandon regularly and we're real good friends. And I hated to see it, that happen because I knew he was up there with high expectations. And so, that being said, uh, he told me, he said, I tell you what, next time you see her, she's going to be right. I said, I believe you, buddy. <laughs> he'll work on her too now man he i'm telling you i've seen him he he's a like i said a top-notch dog guy it's just uh there's one thing i say is they're all dogs and as soon as you talk good about one they'll look like garbage and as soon as you talk bad about one they'll look like a million bucks that's 100 percent correct so anyways that being said i'm sitting at 100 circle and Asher's not on the card, and Gunner gets treated deep. And I'm trying to get us to Gunner. And uh, anyway, uh, Asher ends up getting the card on her circle, and the end of the hunt there. So I end up walking 900 yards to get Gunner, and he treated over for like 30 minutes. And I bring him back and go into overtime, 15 minute overtime, turn him loose. Um, we get in there at 350, he gets treed. So walk and Asher's left handed tree for 100 yards or so. And Steve tells him both dogs are treed in, y'all go handle the dog, wait on us to get there. We're walking up, Gunner's tree. Barking like a, a fell down cedar tree, okay, like like a brush top, and then there's a cedar tree leaning kind of towards that fell down tree, and there's a nest like ten foot above Gunner's head, maybe twelve foot above Gunner's head, and he's not even up on the tree. This is probably seven eight foot away from the tree. He's barking up at this nest. And as he sees me, I guess just out of knowing that he needs to be on the tree, he walks over there and gets on the tree and starts barking. And I tie him up. And I said, D, look right here. He said, yeah. And I go to shake it, and he's like, man, I think if you grab that limb over, you can probably shake that nest. I grab that limb, shook, shook, broke my nest about 10, 12 foot above his head. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I probably could have put a, like a couple foot branch in my hand and jumped up there and smacked it, which I know that's not legal. But I shook the tree and uh, it come on out of there. I, I I hadn't seen that one before. Him standing under a nest, barking up at it, but it happened. So I got pussed up, got over there on Asher, and it had a bunch of nests that didn't have a lot of vines. It wasn't a lot of vines at these locations. I, I didn't. I didn't get a bunch of trees with a bunch of vines. Hmm. That, that got us through that second round. He Clayton Daniels. Clayton Daniels. That's it. Dang, That's I couldn't. That took me. I, like I said, I knew his name like I knew my own. I talked to him at Montrose not too long ago. But anyway. Didn't want, I, yeah, I didn't want to not mention his name. <laughs> they're top-notch guys. Man. They are. They were, they're, they're very, very nice, uh, humble Man, they're, they're some of the best people I've met. Yeah, they are, and they good dog people, too. Dwayne ain't going to pack no 
Dwayne knows a dog. He knows what he's looking for. He's not going to have no junk either. And Clayton and, you know, Clayton, he hangs out with Eric Wally and them. And you know what, you know, they, they're not going to have no junk. They, they come prepared. So, uh, yep. yeah, yeah, they got some, uh, they got, a, they got a good deal going down there south, south around South Mississippi somewhere. So we get to, uh, they call us and ask who won. And Dee told them that I'd won. And they said, okay, we'll tell Cody. We'll go back out about four. And I looked down, it was like one. And I was like, good. Because I, I'd like my dog to get some rest. Went to back-to-back rounds. And told everybody to round. Like I said, on that second round, he stayed free for like 30 minutes. But uh, anyway, we go back to the clubhouse. And we go to get to the subway. And I'll never forget it. I got to talking. I knew that I drew out with Action Jackson, and uh, Mike Rush drew out with Nathan Morlock and Spud. I believe it was Nathan Morlock and Spud. That's but right. That was the uh, semifinals uh, for Saturday afternoon. And I was like, man, old Jackson, He's when I first got into the competition scene, he was winning everything. I, I hate to say it. I'm not really intimidated, but at the time, like, he was winning everything, and I guess I kind of put that dog on the pedestal because... Yeah, and he's a nice dog. Competition side. And I'll never forget it. Mike Rush stops eating. He looks at me and says, you nervous? And I said, well, hell yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> he said, this or not. But I haven't won four, four world hunts like you have, and <laughs> I... I, this is this is a pretty big thing. He said, it's just another hunt. And mm. I said, I understand that to you, but I don't know how many times I'll be in this situation. He said, look, let the dog make it. When the dog trees, tree it. If a dog ain't tree, don't tree it. And I said, I understand. But I'll never forget that he looked at me in my eyes. He said, are you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I put a couple more choice words in there when I said, yeah, but. I said, uh, yeah, I'm pretty nervous. But anyway, we go out, Bart Williams and Mike, and uh, Bart Williams and Dee Patton are with us. Gunner gets free. I beat, beat. I can see some heat in the nest. but not get it out. And uh, Action Jackson circled up, so we're sitting there at 100 circles each, turn them loose. Jackson gets in there and gets treated again, and he circles up again. And Gunner ends up mud hosting in there for a while. And I, I could tell he was something in there, but he didn't know where it was at. And they cut Jackson loose, and Jackson goes down in there. He was probably a couple hundred yards from
got down on himself. And, and they're all dogs. He retrieves him in. So he ends up, at this moment, he's got like 300 circle, 100 minus, and I treat Gunner to leash locking. And uh, he don't have anything. And I've got heat in another nest. I cannot. I ain't got any vines. I cannot get them out. So it's 200 circle. He's sitting at 300 circle, 100 minus. We cut him. Gunner goes deep in a direction. Pointed down there next to the creek. And, uh, Jackson falls off a hill. Gets treed again. Well, here we go again. Well, he treated a squirrel, so he's back beating. And this is not ideal. <laughs> this is not ideal for him. He was 100 plus, 100 minus, 300 circles. And I'm like, look, let's walk up on this hill right here. He gives Jackson to it. And there's something like 10 minutes left to go on the cast. And we hear Gunner at like 700 yards tree. And I tree and we go to walking towards him and Jackson trees on the way. And uh, Gunner has a squirrel. Jackson circles up. So Jackson's at 400 circle. Uh, even on the plus points, Gunner's at 100 plus, 200 circle. Two minutes left to go on the hunt. We turn him loose. Jackson don't say another word at the end of the hunt. Might look my nose left handed at 600 yards. I need to go handling. So I get over there and he's treed. And I'm on top of the world. You know, I made it to the finals. I didn't even check the tree. I, I got him and headed him up. And we headed to the truck. And I made some phone calls, told my wife. I, we was headed to the finals. Don't be expecting to at home that night. But uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I ain't no doubt. Anytime you can get to the finals of a world hunt, that's a feat in itself. Because, it, you know, here's the way I've always looked at it, right or wrong. If you can get through that first round, brother, you finna face the best of the best. Oh, I didn't get an easy rear all day. It was, uh, I had good dogs and never cast. And it was, it, I got the breaks. I got, uh, I definitely got a break in every round. I mean, the first round, I treat, he treated a squirrel. That was only squirrel produced. Give me back to even. Um, second round, when he got out of pocket, we nothing made more than one other tree. You know what I mean? That, that, that was a break. Third round, Jackson moving 125 foot. That was a break. Every, every cast, I got a break. No, I'm not saying that my dog didn't go out there do what he needed to win, but I'm saying you got to have the brakes. Without the brakes, it don't matter how good your dog looks. No, you're exactly right. You're exactly yeah. right. But your dog yeah. has to. <laughs> he also can't look like a pile of poop. What you know? Yes, it, it wasn't his best weekend, but it, he done enough to to win every cast. And D, and D, you told me he said, you know, I've seen your dog go. The second and third round, he said, I'll say this. He's consistent. You turn him loose, he hustles, he's looking to get treed on a squirrel. And I said, yeah, that's what he does. That. That's what he does. Now, I say that. The next time after this interview comes out, he might not ever make a tree. <laughs> but, but, I, hope, I just yeah. hope he throws that in his puppies. 
Yeah. Generally, he 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 he's a consistent dog that wants to have a squirrel. That's right. And uh, he he might make extra tree, tree here and there on a den or or somewhat lukewarm after maybe he's been a while, but he's just not pulling up just to pull up. But uh, well, after the third round, we went up to the clubhouse, jumped around, you know, I'm on top of the moon, and I go back to the LBK hideout. Sit around and talk to Gary. Joe was over there. Scott, Mark, Mark's place. Uh, Mike. Ironically enough, me and Mike and Bart and D. D was there. I mean, we was all at the same uh, at the same facility, and we all went out on the finals the next day. And that's nice that you can, uh, you know. When you look at that picture, and, you know, I know Shane said something, and I was thinking the exact same thing, but I was like, dang, Cody needs a buddy to help him look for squirrels. But that I, that was not intentional. That was yeah. that was solely – yeah, yeah, no, no. I just wanted to, to clarify that, you know, I didn't – I would never, ever think that they wouldn't help you look for squirrels and, and stuff like that because they are good dudes, all of them. I, I never – I never – you know, it, they're all buddies. Uh that's you know that's their they're a tight-knit group and they do everything together and they hunt and blah 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 but i never felt like i was out of place they never acted like i was one of the guys they treated me like one of their own i can't have zero complaints they were good to me i'm sure hey i'm sure they'll take you to the uh i'm sure they'll uh they'll uh let you become lost bottom kennels well, you know, and my, my that's been mentioned. You know, I might I might have to swap a name or two. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing, but it, you know, I, they're they're great people, dude. I, I had to give them that. They are very good people, and they were they were very generous and hospitable to me, and I, I really appreciate them doing that for me. Um, but we get into the finals over there, and Mike. That you want to do 60 minutes or an hour? Or Bart hooked up. I said, I don't care. Mike, I said, man, if I can't beat you in 60 minutes, I can't beat you in 90. That's and right. I had my daughter had a pageant yesterday, which was this was two days. This was yesterday on Sunday, that afternoon at like three o'clock in the afternoon. I said, I would prefer to go ahead and get on the road and go to the pageant. Is this the gamble I took? We had, uh, let's see, Joe Walker was there. Scott, I, I'm going to butcher his last name, so I'm going to call him the Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's from up there around Michigan, um, area from Michigan. Uh, we had Gary Mitchell, Bart D., and who else? Mike, obviously, was on the cast. Chris Brewer had hurt his leg hung out at the clubhouse but we turn them loose and Mike starts making noise but she sounds kind of similar to a ground bark gunners and don't really sound like his cadence and I asked Mike I said what does I sound like he made a comment pretty similar to gunners I said I'd like to hear Mark one time <laughs> Because I was like, man, it sounds 
somewhat similar to my dog. My dog's going in there. I don't think. And then I heard Hunter bark and Mark said, well, I hear two dogs in that one. I'm like, okay. Game up. So, Hunter's opening in there about 400 yards, and she's about 250. And I said, well, I ain't leaving tree. A tree gunner. Tree's ice. Gunner circles up. Ice has got a squirrel. Man, so not to, to, to butt in, but you know, because I've done it, to, to freaking have a, the, the, the dog you're hunting against plus up the very first tree, and then there you are sitting with a circle. I'm like, dang, I'm behind the eight ball. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I am, uh, I'm saying some choice cuss words in my head. Probably not very Christian-like, but I was not real enthused. That uh, about being behind eight ball in a world hunt, I'm saying, man, we we got to hustle now. And uh, I don't know if, if he heard what I said to him mentally. But I'm like, when I reach down to unsnap him, I'm thinking, no, make something happen. I turn him loose, and uh, he flies in there, right-handed, and ice goes left-handed. And when I tell you these two dogs were hustling, and these two dogs were Split. After the cut, I don't know that you've seen the dogs. You, the dogs that see each other, like from there, one would go one. And even if they were, or if my dog was on the right and she was on the left, if I cut him, he'd run by her, ran by him, and they was going that opposite direction. But he flew in there 400 something, and she was 275 left handed. A tree, and uh, he trees ice. As we're walking in, he said, I leashed my dog, and he said, time started. He said, hey, hey, I think I see a squirrel right here bringing binoculars. As I'm walking over there, he said, yep, that squirrel, it runs up the tree. And uh, I bust up, we get over there, ice circles up. We're back even. Game on now, I felt a lot more comfortable. That's right. And uh, anyways, we ended up turning them again. And Mike's like, man, I'm 375 left-handed. I'm like, well, I'm 400 right-handed. He's like, okay, well, I guess we'll stay here. And, you know, it wasn't like we was trying to cheat. Like, he showed, you know, like, you know, here's the watch. And it was, I mean, that's, we, we were telling exact yardages. It's not like we was, you know, mine's 350, but I'm like 600. It was, that's where they were. And, uh. Gunner's tree, nice street again. And Gunner pushes on the way. And I said, man, I don't know. I don't know if he winded it. He's not real sure. I tell me, I said, put the two on. Get two on about 30 seconds. He comes back on tree and trees. And I get in there and I get him handled. And, uh, he said, you ready to start your time? I said, yeah. And he starts the time. And Gary Mitchell said, I dare a squirrel, Dave. Gary backs up. Gary, or D backs up. Gary points a squirrel at So, I mean, they, they pointed out squirrels for me. So, we go to Ice Tree, and she circles up again. So, now you got two squirrels. I got two squirrels in a circle. She is one squirrel in two circles. Nice. Well, we turn, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, I felt comfortable, but I didn't feel great because I didn't feel real comfortable in the aspect of. I got this one. Yeah, I got. Oh, it's mine. You wasn't thinking that. Well, I treated a little bit early on that third tree, but I was sitting there thinking I heard ice opening. And if she's three something left handed and he's four hundred right handed, if we get over there to her, I might or might not and she goes away from us on the cut and gets treated, which I might or might not get treated in. Right. So I was sitting there thinking, you know, handler, I need to go ahead and get him on the card. It didn't cost me that time, but it very well could have. But uh Long story short, I'm sitting there like, okay, there's like 17 minutes of two squirrels. Hey, she's got one. turn on. Gunner goes in there like 500 something left handed. And the ice is like four or 500 right handed. And I hear ice kind of making some noise. And Gunner's making noise. I'm like, man. So. I know that if we, if he trees ice and we get all the way over there, the hunt's over. So do I want to take a gamble on her having a squirrel and me not being able to hear my dog in that distance to get tree? You know, you never know. That, but I'm, I did want to. I thought, you know what? Like cost me, but I'm not gonna walk away from my dog if he's over here telling me to dream. Whenever we, uh, when she's over here making, noise. I mean, I just I'm not gonna take it. So he starts making noise, and I hear ice making noise, and Mike's kind of hanging back because he don't really have anything to gain. But I, I'm the one that can mess up first. You know what I mean? That's right. So I dream. As soon as I treat him, he shuts up. So they put the two on me. Like, wow, well, he shuts up for, I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what happens. Mike's like, well, I want to listen to my dog for 30 seconds, you know, before we head 500 yards in our own direction. So we don't hear a gunner again for 30 seconds when they put the two on him. And I don't know if it might have went. And it, I think he's just trying to figure out exactly which tree it was in. But he barks, and we start that way. As we're going over there, Gary made the comment, do you still hear him? And Dee was like, man, I don't, I can't hear him walking. So we stopped, and Dee puts the two on me. He said, is he there? And I said, he's still at that spot. I don't know what he's doing. He's at that spot. So he, he gets the two on me. It gets to 10 seconds. I'm like, man, you just lost the world on that. On a stupid call, I should have took a chance going to ISIS tree. And I'm like, man, I'm thinking I, I've I've let my dog down because I made a stupid call. And I'm like, please, please, in my head, I'm thinking, please. And he says, five seconds. And I said, well, that's over with. I mean, that's possible. About the time my dog barked one time, and I said, there he is. He said, you had one second. Oh, and my goodness. One second. And I'm going to tell you what. We start, we walked 10 yards to a ditch, and it's deep. 
and he's barking and I'm trying to get to my dog. And we come to about 180 yards from him. He's treeing pretty hard. And I'm like, I told D, I said, normally I'd walk around this briar thicket. I said, uh, the hunt's going to be over with by the time I said, I'm not. I said, get behind me. I'll bulldoze. And I put my head down. And when I tell you we went through them briars, you like you had a D9 going to a set of briars up in there and a bulldozer. Get over to him, and Gary and Scott spot the squirrel. Measure it seventy-six foot. Ah, be dang. Seventy-five foot is a plus. Seventy-six foot is a circle. So I beat on his tree, and I'm beating, and I'm beat. We found the squirrel. We measured it, and I it was out of the footage. And I know if Ice has got one, we're going in overtime. So I've got to, I've got to produce something. I was like, how much time's left? And uh, he said, like, a minute, 10 seconds on your search time. Hunt's over with. So I go to beating and pulling and beating and pulling. You know, I'm, I'm just giving out. I'm giving everything I got. And I'm like, man, dog's got me this far. I'm not going to quit on him a minute left. So we beat, I beat. And about 15 seconds left to go on my search time. Gary Mitchell comes walking over there, all straight face. He's over to me. He said, hey, Cody, let me tell you something. I said, okay. He said, congratulations, you're world champion. And I said, what? He said, you're a world champion, congratulations. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, Bart told me a few minutes ago that on the phone that they circled up. Um, and you talking about a relief. <laughs> you know i i don't know I, I hate to say uh it's an unexplainable feeling i've had a lot of people ask me um it's an achievement that i've dreamed about and i've told my wife that when my dog was six months old i said he's gonna be a world champion one day because he just generally speaking I, he looks as good or better than most of the stuff i turn him loose with and he always gives me a shot. I thought I thought one day he could do it. And uh, I called her in the woods, and she was fired up, and I was fired up. And uh, we walk out. I'm all chipper. He got a thorn in his boot. And I told him, I said, hell, just get him on my back. I'll tote you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's, it's, it's unexplainable. I don't know. Today, I wanted to go again this morning. I wanted to go hunting, but. I figured I better stay with the family today since I was going all weekend. But it was a good feeling, huh? Man, I, you know, Chris, I don't know. It's something that I've dreamed about, and I've hoped and prayed, and I knew my dog could do it. I just didn't know if I'd be able to get him there. And I guess you could say he kind of got me there. Yeah, ain't no doubt. So. We, 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 we go a lot, you know, my, my wife is not real enthused about how often we go. And I told her, I said, you know, to, to win at a high rate, you know, we've got to be in shape and know what to do in certain conditions. And she's asked me, she's like, are you going hunting in this rain? And I'm like, well, I can't control the weather on the days of the hunt. And that might've got me through Saturday. So I don't, I don't know. 
what I do know is it's been a blessing, and I've had a lot of people reach out to me, uh, messaging, uh, calling, messaging, texting, Facebook. Man, it's unbelievable at the amount of people that have been like, "Man, I'm I'm pulling. For, I was pulling for you, and 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 I'm proud of you, and I've been watching your dog, and and that means about as much to me as winning the world hunt. Just the amount of people that you know, you you didn't. I didn't. Some of the guys on Facebook, I never even heard of. And I've watched you dog your post and she dog with the puppy and I was rooting for you and you know, that's uh that's really an unexplainable feeling in its own, just knowing people rooting for you from behind the scenes. And, uh, I really, really appreciate you. Oh, no doubt. And see, that's another you know, that's a that's a story in itself how, you know, you get the dog I mean you really you had no intentions of competition squirrel hunting, but he was going to be a pleasure dog, hundred percent. That's right. But then you go and, you know, again, you didn't know anything. Now me, I know all about his breeding, but you didn't have a clue about the breeding. You found a dog that, you know, you liked his looks, and uh, and you wanted. No, to... no, no, that was the only dog I could get. That's right, because there was only three in that litter. So I searched high and low. My wife wanted a dog. For the kids for Christmas, I called Terry Schneider and I called this and that and this and that, and I was searching Facebook. This was around November, looking for a puppy that would be ready to go for Christmas. And uh, I told her I was gonna make. She wanted it for the kids, and I wanted a dog. I wanted my squirrel dog instead of going with my buddies and my brother-in-law and all them that had squirrel dogs. I wanted my own, and. Uh, I 100% had intentions of pleasure. And my wife's criteria was puppy and a pull. And uh, I couldn't find one. My preacher that I grew up with, grew up with um, he told me about Lee Langley having some puppies for sale. All right, let me trade that. He told me that Lee Langley had puppies down there at his training, at his house, that he had his dog in Lee I called Lee up. Like, I'd never heard of him. Like, man, uh, I wasn't on Facebook. We, we went killing. We didn't do all the Facebook and all that stuff. We were, were hunters, not, you know, whatever. Y'all were killers. Yeah. What, yeah. I mean, I didn't even know it was like, I didn't even know there was squirrel hunting competitions. <laughs> I don't, the competition I knew about was which one of us could shoot the most squirrels that day. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, we were just shooting, and my preacher told me about Lee, and I called Lee up, and he said, "Yeah, I got like ten out here in my training pen that's already out here hunting. They had started treating. He sent me some pictures. And I was like, man, that's that's a little big for what we're wanting, and uh." I was like, I want something like seven eight weeks old. He's like, Well, I made a cross, but going three that lives out of litter, chance Robertson's getting one. I've got two. They're all three male dogs. I'm keeping one for sure. 
now white silver. And I'm like, okay, well, I pester him. He tells the dog to. And after that, the dog didn't hunt like all the other dogs would have been with a go deeper, run faster, hunt harder type of dog. And I'm like, man, that's all goat. Like, at 10 months old, it was hunting harder and treeing faster and getting treed ahead of. I didn't hunt him with a lot of other dogs, but when we would, somebody would like, hey, let's go hunt. I'm like, okay. And he tree ahead of their two or three-year-old dog. Their dog kind of backpacked him. I'm like, and somebody made the comment to me. He's more of a competition stuff. I don't know what the, what the hell is a competition, you know? <laughs> well, all I know is we out here shooting. Uh, I took him to a competition at 16 months old, and that's a, well, 15 months old was the one I met you at in Montana's Winkley Stiff. That's right. Yeah, he's just, I 100% got him as a, uh, as a pleasure dog. And I've asked questions, you know, in the, the competition side, because that was extremely foreign to me. I, I don't, I've asked questions on how to, because we always let dogs run loose. We, you know, we, we didn't tie trees and we didn't do this and that. And I thought to you and Lee and Brandon and, Man, I, I hate to call names because I've talked to, I think I've talked to everybody and their brother, Paul Bean, Wade, <laughs> Shane, uh, uh, Bart and them. I mean, I've asked questions to everybody in the country about competition stuff, and I tend to, might not be the right way, but I tend to ask three people, four people the same question. And what I do is, probably not greatest thing and it's probably not something I should repeat but if two or three people that are winning at a high level do the same thing same way it probably works pretty well now oh, yeah. back in my mind I keep the one answer that the other person's doing in case the three that lined up doesn't work for me I'll try the one that was the oddball and see if that works now uh, might be some insider information I shouldn't be repeating, but uh, yeah, you, know, you just I, probably I just told think, somebody how to beat you next time. Well, they ain't beating me; they're gonna have to beat my dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. So, so uh, you know, I, there's all all different ways, and I kind of I look outside the box for for different ways to do things, and and. I don't know. It, it's always something. I, I feel like I got to work harder than everybody else because I had been in it as long as everybody else. Well, another thing on a on a on a different note, he started young, and I mean, you really just hauled his tail to the woods, and I mean, he probably showed you just as much as you showed him for sure. Oh, he he treed uh, his first squirrel in the yard at like three and a half months old. He treated his first wild squirrel that I shot out in the woods at four months old, uh, or, or like a week before four months old. I I call it four months old. I mean, it was a couple of days. I know people get into well, he was still three months old. Okay, he was closer to four than he was three. But uh, I'm not gonna sit here and say you know he 
man, he locked down a tree and was hammering every breath, but he was barking on the tree, and I shot the squirrel out for him, and ever since then, it's been on. It's not, uh, I'm not going to sit here and say at four months old he was going to tree and limit, but he normally make a tree every time we went to the woods, and uh, at least one. Sometimes it'd be four, sometimes it'd be one. But now that being said, when I, he was four months old, it was February. You know what I mean? It, it was mm-hmm. not ideal here at all. It's it's the worst hunting I have. I mean, it is February, but he uh he he hustles for me, man. I, that's all I can give you. He, he hustles. He's consistent. I couldn't ask for better. I know a lot of people might not feed him, but but I'm happy with it. Yeah, no doubt. And I mean, so and this is another thing to think of. You know. When you're so, he is a natural dog. You didn't teach him much. You hauled him to the woods. So, when people are looking for that 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 dog that are like, hey, I want to, you know, I'm looking for something that is a natural, you know, squirrel dog, natural tree dog, this and that. He don't get much more natural than three months old. You know, you can't talk to that dog and say, hey, look at that squirrel boy, go tree it. You know. That is as natural yeah. as you can get. Well, you know, I, I will never forget. I called Lee one time because I'm a hunting this little puppy. He might have been four or five months old at the time. And I'm walking in, walk 300 yards, and he's treed, like in some hedges. And I'm like, what in the world? And there's birds all above his head. Boy, he just, he just, just breaking them off. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> and Lee, I was like, man, what? How do you get them out of tree and birds? Because I'd never seen that. I mean, the pleasure dogs we'd always mess with, they just, once they went to tree and squirrels, they treat squirrels. And uh, Lee's like, what? Well, he, you know, he's, he's game. He likes, he likes, you know, the hunt. And he went, I hate to know how many miles he went Saturday. And Yesterday morning, stayed in the box. This morning, I guarantee you, if I grab my Garmin and his collar, he jumps up on that tailgate and he is shaking with intensity. He, he loves to hunt. Absolutely loves He'll run that lipstick out there when you put that collar on. He loves to hunt. He's obsessed. <laughs> and, I mean, that's good to me because I can take him every day. Uh, and, and another thing, he's a yard dog. I take him hunting in the morning. We'll hunt two or three hours. He might cover eight miles. I come home, I put him in the yard. He runs around in the yard all day. Ain't no telling how many miles he runs. We got two acre, I got two acre fence in the yard. He runs in the yard all day. I take him that afternoon for a couple hours. He leaves just as hard that afternoon as he did that morning. He he's not a cooped up in a pen, and that's where he gets all his energy from. He 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 leaves just as hard after being out all day and hunting that morning as he does now. As he does if I left him in the matter of fact, I don't know if I left him in the pen. Uh, that sun run might not tree for five miles. <laughs> I don't know, but he's a uh, He's a, a go-get-gone dog, and 
but he's not really like that in the yard. He'll run around the yard, but he's not, you know, the typical tear stuff up. He'll lay on the back porch in the sun. He'll be over here playing. We got a cat. He plays with that cat, man. I thought he was going to kill that cat when we first got it, my daughter's cat. But they'll fight and play, and he'll put her whole head in his mouth. And I'm sitting there thinking, that, that cat, if she knew what he threw to a squirrel when he gets one in his mouth, she probably wouldn't let him stick his head her head in his mouth. <laughs> like it's wild. It's it's the craziest thing I ever seen. He might as well be my kid. That's right. So Well man, you uh I just can't man, that's nuts. That's uh mm. You know you well, we, you, we, uh, you know these win like Winners, you know, you you're proud for everybody that wins a world hunt and stuff and this and that. Like Mike, you know, I've talked to him and I'm, you know, I'm proud for Mike winning them world hunts. But I don't know, it hits a little different as the saying say. That hits different when you you know the world, you know, the know the guy that you personally know him that you talk to every day or two or three times a week or you know that's spent the night at your house or or freaking you know your partner on the podcast for that matter you know what i mean so it just hits a little different i don't know it's uh well plus plus you know a lot more about the dog than most people most people see pictures or comments or a short video and you've i guess kind of been long for the ride the whole time i mean that's right I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but we hunt a good bit. There's people that hunt harder, but we hunt three, four, five days a week. And you know that. I mean, I go through spurts where I I might post for two or three weeks, and I might go through a dry spell for two or three weeks or a month. I mean, I quit hunting. That means I just quit posting. And That's you right. Know yeah. How often I'm in the woods, and you kind of. Whether you're there or not, you you're told what happened, and you're kind of, I guess, on alone for the ride, and know what happened. And I'll tell you a funny stories and and or how mad I was that that yesterday or whenever I talked to you. That's right. I, I mean, I know that, like you said, the good and the bad. So that's yeah. uh, that does mean a lot, you know, to me. Is you know, I was as proud. Uh, you know, Miles and I, we were talking back and forth, and he's like, you know, he's got to do this, he's got to do that. He's like, but he's going to win it. He said, I know he's going to win. He's like, the dog looks too good not to win. And he had never been with uh, ice or nothing like that. He'd never seen her. And he wasn't, you know, obviously wasn't taking no slack from Mike because he knew for sure, Mike, they not hauling no junk, you know. Uh, they've won too yeah. much. And he was just like, I just know he's he's like, Gunner's going to win it. But uh, anyway, uh yeah, dude, they uh, that thing is uh, man, that's that's exciting. I know you'll uh, I know you'll be be listening and uh, you you'll be you'll be living with this one for a while, cause like again, like I said, it's not over. I mean, you still got to hunt, cause you uh, well, I'll just let them tell you. what's your, what's your what's your next plans. I know, but tell them. You talking about the NSD world? You talking about tomorrow? Well, all of it. Just tell me what you got. What, what what's the plans? Uh, Loading up in the morning, and we're going to hunt Squirrel Master Classic. That's right. For two days, and then I'm gonna hunt. I'm not gonna announce how hard I'm gonna hunt, but I'm gonna hunt, and we come to the NSD World. Now I might get beat first round, but my intentions are to win it. Now no I'm doubt. not. 
not saying it cocky, but if you don't go to a world hunt with intentions of winning it, then in my opinion, why go? I, I don't, I'm not going and saying I'm probably just going to lose first round. That's, yeah. that's not me. I, I, I'm not going to count my dog out now. Like I said, do we always win now? Could I lose the first round? Possibly. But I have intentions on doing well. And that mindset, I feel like if you get in a loser mindset, you tell me somebody that's okay with losing, then I tell you lose. I hate to say that. That's right. Uh, I'm not going to lose. That being said, if I get beat first round, I'm not going to be happy, but I'm going to congratulate the winner and tell them, I, you know, I hope they do well. And it is what it is, man. You can't win every one. But you 100% can't win if you're not there. Nope. It's kind of like the lottery. You can't win a lottery if you don't play the lottery. You can't be a world champion if you don't go to world hunt. That's right. And you got to put in the time and stuff like that. So, Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm like I said, in no way do I feel like I was there. I'm just honored that my dog does what he does. He, he, he does it. I don't. Uh, like I said, he might look like doo-doo the next 55 cast I put him in. But he generally looks pretty decent. And it wasn't because of me. <laughs> I, I was more worried about shooting squirrels and dying. And, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't. <laughs> 100% the reason I'm a world champion is because of my dog. Right. And I, I'm not going to sit here and try to say I'm a world-class trainer. Um. I, I will say this, through the podcast and through the hunting, I have met some world-renowned trainers, and I feel like it has, being around them and being able to ask them questions has boosted my knowledge level. And, and Shane, and I know you said something like, everybody gives me a hard time because you let me be on the phone with you for 10 minutes, I'm going to say, let me ask you a question. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 if I want to know, if I've got something I want to answer to, I want to answer to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're not going to learn without asking, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to ask. And what I figured out is, is the majority of the people out there are willing to talk dogs because they love dogs. Mm-hmm. If you got a question and you want to know how a certain person does something, maybe not, especially if it's like an insider secret, maybe not the first time call and be like, hey, man, how you do this? And it'd be the very... <laughs> most secretive thing they do, but as time goes on, you talk to them about this and that. People are pretty open in this community, and, and they've taken me in in the short time I've been in the competition side. And we have a big time. Eric Wally, Clifton, and Bart, Mike, Mike, and Gary. There's some of the best people out there. I don't want to keep, I can think everybody to hunt, great, you know, annoying. I can. I said the white 16 times. I'm sorry, Dwayne. But uh, I could name people. Today. But, uh, they've taken me in. They've been good to me. I, I don't feel like an outsider. But, you know, it's a great spot. If you're curious about a hunt, go to a hunt. There's only one way you're going to learn. Go to a hunt. That's right. So you can't win if you ain't there. That's it. That's it. Well, you going to uh, 
you got you got y'all go y'all go shoot some squirrels or they're gonna shoot some squirrels this weekend or I guess this week yeah. and then Tuesday afternoon Wednesday morning. That's right, and then you're gonna uh come back go home work. and work go back to work with him and the net, when is the when is the NSD world? March the ninth, I believe is the date. Yeah, so you got enough time to get you get get him back on that uh getting back on that winning mode. Yeah, we uh I'm on I'm gonna do my best to keep him as ready as possible and I'm gonna give try to give him the best opportunity I can to win. I mean, like I said, I I just I try to help him do the best that he can do. That's all I like saying. I can, I'm not at the one out there transporting them. You know, I'm not the one out there saying, y'all, y'all judge, come over here and there's a squirrel over here in the tree, you know. That's right. So, I'm tickled to death about it. Looking forward to the future. Um, I also wanted to congratulate Mike and uh, Adam, Adam O'Donnell, I don't know how him, I think him and Scott are partners on. I don't know exactly how their deal is, but this weekend was Adam, uh, was Mike's first time to ever take dog hunting. Really? They told him how she was because, you know, his grace jip got hurt. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, uh, they brought her down and, uh, <laughs> he took her to be a reserve world champion. That's right. He did. So it was the first time she, man, they looked great, dude. She looked great. That's the one time I saw her go, and I, I heard that she looked good in other rounds. She was willing to go get squirrels. Uh, Good-looking dog, brindle in color. Get gone, get treed. I mean, you really can't ask for nothing else. And I'm just happy that it wasn't one of them finals where there wasn't a whole lot going on, you know what I mean? That's right, action-packed and squirrel scene it, it and was, stuff like that. And Gary done a, I didn't get to watch it. And I'm glad, I'm, well, I'm glad I didn't get to watch it because I was in it. But Gary Mitchell done a heck of a job on the play-by-play. I went back and read it, and he was throwing them in there. And I saw y'all commenting, and dude, you know, it means a lot seeing people rooting for you on the internet. That ain't no doubt. It really does. I was tickled to death with y'all, and. I know you was commenting, and Miles, there was several people commenting. Uh, like I said, I don't want to name everybody because I'm going to forget somebody, but I just want everybody that's listening to know that I really appreciate the the rooting for my little dog, and and uh, it's 100% because of him. Reason. That's right. I get to be a world champion. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I guess you could always oh, get wow. him a, a like a a uh, Larry Ryle vest or something that says you know so, so he'll know that he's a world champion. You know that dude don't even know he's a world <laughs> champion right now. Well, I tell you this, I was so he's a picky eater on the road. He won't eat dog food. Right. That son was eating chicken tenders by the dead gum box. <laughs> jo- hey, Joy, dog food's gonna be mad at you. Well, I can't help it, but uh, he he is a picky eater on the road. That's he won't right. eat human food. And that son, uh, they was a uh, next to the subway. They had a little chicken joint. I'd get him some of them fried chicken tenders. Boy, I tell you what, you ever watch your finger? <laughs> he, was running, he was running off of grease and, and chicken. <laughs> hey, look. So uh, <laughs> that's probably because he eats 
whatever y'all don't eat. Well, I so I hate to say this, but the first two and a half years of his life, if we had salad left over, if we had uh, if we had steak, pork chop, and I still give it to him here and there, but I have tried to start restricting down because he got to where he wouldn't eat as much dog food because of that. And I really couldn't tell how much he was getting. So I thought instead of me just feeding him whatever's left over and not knowing how much, and he had a limited amount of dog food. He, I, I get this food vocal. He would dysregulate itself. Right. It said, it, it's still hard to tell because you got a dog that you're hunting three rounds. I mean, he might look good for two hours. But that don't mean he looked good third round. So I started trying to regulate him down to the action. Mostly, like 90% of the time, he just eats dog food. That way I can tell how much he's getting and all that. So, but nice. yeah, he, this weekend, he lived off of chicken tenders. And uh, I took, actually, ironically enough, I took some, I'll not tell everything, but I took some grilled chicken that I cooked the night before. Eat some of that too, but uh, hey, so that was funny that you said, I mean, he eat lettuce or whatever, and I was like, no way when you first told me that because it's always been a saying. Like, my father in law, he'll be like, you know, go feed that dog, feed the dog table scraps. And I was like, no, man, he's like, dog, put that. I was like, not this salad or coleslaw. He's like, I promise you, he said, dog gets hungry enough, he'll eat lettuce. And you said, your dog would eat lettuce if you give it to him. Man, he he'll eat salad, he'll eat potatoes, he'll eat obviously steak and pork chop, chicken, uh, French fries, <laughs> whatever, what macaroni and cheese, mashed potatoes. You put it down because you got to think. I, I hate to say this it, you, for dog food companies or whatever. I don't care what they're putting on their dog food; it's probably not as good as what I can. Hey, you're right. And look, you know what I mean. I've never ate dog food, but I'm pretty sure it's probably not as as good as seasoned table food. Hey, that's right. And and if I put it down in front of him, he'll eat it. It it <laughs> he'll he's gonna eat it. Now, I've tried to restrict him off of that, but at times when I'm on on the road hunting, I'm like, well, I've got to get him some sort of food source, and he don't like to drink neither. So I pour water on top of his chicken in a bowl and get lap some of it up trying to get water in him but he, you think, uh, do you think he's like man he's treating me like a dog you know he don't think he's a dog so, so okay, okay funny story I got there and I had full intentions on putting him in a crate in Bart's living room because I was going to sleep on the couch I assumed that place over there had a bunch of bedrooms in it. And it was all in bed. Well, it's an open room with like a bunch of beds. So when I got over there, I was like, I can't put him. I ain't bring him up in here and have this whole place smell like a dog while they're over here trying to sleep. So I left him in the truck. <laughs> and I wrapped his kennel in a blanket so they'd keep the warmth in. And then the next night, which would be Saturday night, at bedtime i went out there and crunked the truck up at like 10 30 at night when everybody was going to bed i left it running for 25 minutes 
Put him out in the 20s. Let the truck get real hot. And I put him in that kennel. I gave him a dog box and put him in that kennel and wrapped it in a, in a, in a blanket. So, <laughs> you know, he 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 he's laid in there in my house on a beanbag right now. You know, he he don't necessarily know that he's a dog. He, I guess, he knows he's a dog, but he thinks he's a human. He barks at the back door. He comes out. That's right. Goes over and sees him on the beanbag or gives him some drink, something to eat. And when he barks at the back door, he goes back outside. Oh, I get it. And he runs around the yard like, like if I could be a hunting dog, I think I'd want to be him. Yeah, ain't no doubt. I mean, he's got he's living the dream. My wife got him a Tempur-Pedic mattress that goes in his little dog kennel in the bedroom. Oh yeah, yeah. That's, yeah we don't. He's he's really uh, he's roughing it, ain't he? I'm thinking about getting him a chain for his pictures for now. Oh yeah, you need one. Like I give him a big. A chain. Who? One of the dogs had a chain at one time. Like a like a chain chain like a. Like the chain I wear, cross necklace I'm wearing right now. Yeah, yeah, big one. <laughs> I think you should. You should get one and have the UMCA World Champion logo. That ought to be his you know pendant. That's done. <laughs> That's done. You Next get, time I place, he's going to have a chain on. You should do that. I would. I'm not, that's not a question, Chris. When you put him on the bench to take pictures... Put a chain on him. He's gonna have a chain on. I can't wait. But uh, yeah, he's a. And a lot of people think that that's stupid what I was doing. But what I look at it is, is the more comfortable my dog is, the better he'll perform. I mean, whatever works for you. The dog box shivers all night. How much that that shivering takes energy? How much? How much energy is that dog gonna have when they wake up to go hunting? Well, if he's shivering all night, he ain't gonna sleep. Yeah, okay. So, I, I don't know. I've never slept in a dog box, but just looking at one. You don't think I it's think like, it, you don't think it's comfortable? I don't think that it's 72 <laughs> degrees in a bedroom. <laughs> if you want me to be honest, I don't think it's 70 degrees in a bedroom. No, you're exactly right. But, but and I, I put kennel pads in my, uh, nice cushy ones in my dog box. But, yeah. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, <laughs> so Chris Brule and uh, Bob Osborne or somebody was walking hey, you need by to call dog. him. You need to get him on. I've been trying to get him on, you know, me and him, hey. Chris. He on, oh. he on Boondock. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's Tank's daddy, man. We got to get him on. So, so Well, that's done. Cool. You want me to get him on? I think you should. Okay, well, I can make it happen. Me and Chris tight, but uh, after this weekend, the last couple of weekend, anyways, uh, they was walking by my truck with my dog box open. Well, I've got like a two inch pad in my dog box that Gunner lays on. My wife had this like real furry white blanket on the front porch for Christmas. It was white. She had a bunch of Christmas colored cushions. Well, Gunner goes out there and he's like, man, it's a nice blanket laid up here on this front, this, this bench on the front porch, you know. Well, he lays on it the whole Christmas season. Well, it gets time to pull Christmas stuff up. My wife's like, hey, you want to put this 
and gunner's kennel because it's real like fuzzy and like soft and warm. And I was like, what? She's like, well, he laid on it all winter. It smells like a dog. I don't know that I'll ever get that out. Let's put it in the dog box and get it. I said, okay. I had it. It's white, fuzzy all in there. They walked by. I tell you what it looked like. It, it looked like that bed off of Austin Powers movie where it rotated that little foot. <laughs> <laughs> they walked by my dog box. They look in there and this dog, this <laughs> big old white furry blanket slate all in there. And they look at me and they start laughing. And they said, what in the world do you have in there? I said, what are you talking about? My dog's bougie. My dog ain't. <laughs> Say no hunting, hunting dog. It's a house dog. I tell you what, that son, um, I don't know, man. He, he, he's something. He's a, he's a character. He's strong will. If you tie him up, he will lean against that chain thinking it'll break. He'll lean against it for hours. Hey. He, he don't think he's a dog. He don't think he needs to be in a pen. He don't think he needs to be chained up. He thinks he needs to run around the yard, play with the cat, the puppy, and the kids, and then we'll go hunting. That's right. That's all he cares about doing is going hunting, really. Oh, I'm, I'm telling you right now. If I drop the tailgate or grab, man, I can even just grab my hip boots. Or if I grab my garment, like he knows what that stuff is. Right. He'll go to shake the controller being whining and just, uh, uh, and he'll be running around in circles and just wide open. Right. Bart was trying to pet him. And I said, Bart, he ain't. Like, he don't even want me petting him when he's got this garment. When he's on this lead and we at the woods, and I was like, man, he's in business. He's not, we're not pet on me and, and we're going to lay here. But he's got that garment on his neck, a collar on his neck. And I was, we stand there in the woods and he's on that lead. He's 100% business. If you're not, uh, we'll be a lap dog if you want to pet him. He'll walk away from you when you put petting on him. He won't off the lead. <laughs> so that's crazy man that's just but hey look he's uh he but, is his own i mean he's got a good personality too you know when he's when he's not hunting or in hunting mode yeah. but he's probably thinking about it anyway can can you hear that beeping in right now nope okay brandon larry trying to ruin the interview well we'll i ain't editing that out so he'll get to hear yeah, himself brandon. yeah brandon but uh Brandon quick ruining my interview. The one time I actually get interviewed by somebody and you're ruining it, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. Well look, uh man, we've been at it an hour and thirty one minutes. You got anything else? Yeah. Man, I I really don't. I wanna I wanna thank obviously my wife. Well, let me rephrase that. We back up. First person I wanna thank the Lord. Yes, sir. Because I, I truly wouldn't have been able to win if it wasn't for the breaks and i feel like he might have helped me out with him and uh my wife my friends everybody that supports me all the people i've asked questions to man i just been truly blessed and i couldn't ask for a better hunt a better group of people to be around and look forward to the future ain't no doubt about it well You've done well, man. I mean, like I said, I, you know, I hope you win a hundred of them. But if you don't ever win another one, man, you have, you know, you've, uh, you've done a, done a task with him. Uh, I hope you go to, 
to the to to land between the lakes and go up there and just I'm talking about I mean it's fun. There's squirrels there. Y'all ought to be you ought to have a good time and he ought to he ought to do good there too. So um Well I, I hope I hope we do good. I I'm going there not with the intentions of losing, but you never know. And uh and I, I hope we I tell you what, we're gonna give it the best possible shot I can give it. Win, lose or draw. I'm gonna be as prepared as I can be and we gonna we going up there with I hope. That's right. Well best of luck to you on that deal. Congratulations again. Uh like I said, uh I'm proud of you, brother. Thank you, buddy. All right, well I'll holler at you later on. All right, I'll holler at you. All right, bye. See ya.